to the Daikaiju Network podcast commentary on this year's 2019's Godzilla King of the Monsters, directed by Michael Doherty and starring Kyle Chandler and four of our favorite Toho Kaiju. I am your co-host, Kent, and with me is Lincoln. You want to come up here? This is like his favorite movie right here. So you And of course movie. I'm Jason. <laughs> yeah. Well I was getting to you. <laughs> it sounded like you were gonna completely ignore me there. Yeah. Oh hi Godzilla Productions. Yeah. You gotta go out a wedding. Uh, I I understand. We'll we'll uh be thinking of you as we go through the commentary here. So you Lincoln have seen this movie like two and a half times already. What do you think of it? It's all good. <laughs> all right. It's always all good. <laughs> and Jason and I, we covered this uh, obviously earlier in the year when it shortly after it came out. And uh, we both, if I remember correctly, uh, we both rated it as a buy and had a lot of strong things to say uh about it uh on the positive for the most part uh, a few maybe little nitpicks here and there um since then like has your opinion on it changed any at all or um you know uh, otherwise is it just kind of the same as it was about three months ago <laughs> it's usually been relatively the same uh since the last time we've reviewed the film and that was the last time I've actually have watched the movie itself. Uh, af- after that, I've went into watching some of the behind the scenes and the commentary uh, special features on the uh, the Blu-ray uh, pack that I have here, which is the, the 4K Ultra HD uh, version of the film that I got here. And uh, so... That's that's the only related thing that I've seen when it comes to this movie uh, within the last three months after when we last uh, reviewed the film itself was just going and taking a look at the behind the scenes looks and what they've done behind the scenes. Yeah, I've been meaning to do more of the special features on the disc. The only thing that I saw... Um, was let me quickly what's it called on here um it had to do with the monsters let's see um i wish i could see the special features on my disc but unfortunately right now i've got it on the the 4k ultra hd version which i'm sort of surprised that they don't typically duplicate it like that they have on the original Blu-ray version that they have, which the special features are only on the Blu-ray version of the disc instead of the 4K. So it's just like, it, it's sort of a little bit of a hassle when it comes to the uh, the 4K Ultra HD uh, movies that uh, have been recently come out, coming out, is that they mainly put the special features on the Blu-ray version of the disc Instead mm-hmm. of having them on both, 
So yeah. So the I only saw one, and I after that I didn't look at anymore because the other three I figured were going to be the same. The one I saw is called Godzilla: Nature's Fearsome Guardian, which I thought it was going to be more on. Um, sort of um not just the kind of like a little bit of a mini history on godzilla and then sort of how they approach godzilla's design and character personality for this film Mm -hmm. instead it's nothing but a bunch of stats uh really is what it is it's been like a month or so since i've seen it but it was like two minutes and it it really wasn't worth your time watching it. It, 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 yeah, it really was a sort of a, you know, a, a ridiculous little addition. I mean, it could have been worse, but it just, it really added nothing of significance um, to it. I've been meaning to go through, but of course, when you got, when you got little people to take care of, uh, right. I still have movies that I purchased three years ago that I haven't watched yet. Yeah. It's literally the same thing with uh, some of the movies and TV shows that I bought from G fest the last couple of years. And I have yet to see some of those and I still have yet to finish up the Johnny Sacco uh, TV show. Yeah. Some of those down there bought at G fest. Yeah. Still haven't seen, but um, you were saying your opinion really is the same from about three months ago. Mine has changed a little bit. Um, I will say that this movie is still incredibly entertaining. It is, uh, I would argue, one of the more entertaining Godzilla films out there. Mm-hmm. Um, the thing is, though, I really think, however, this film takes a step or two backwards. Um, I, um, I believe that sort of the tone and the artistry that took place in the first Godzilla film, the 2014 film, a lot of that is gone here. Mm -hmm. Uh, Certain things mildly carry over, like a small bit of the tone, I would argue, carries over, but none of the artistry. And that was one of the things that I loved an awful lot about that Godzilla film was that it's the way they filmed. They filmed it more from the angle of the people. They Mm -hmm. did that more there than they do here. And I love the gradual tension and the buildup leading to that final battle in that movie. The first time I saw it, I was just like, I'm not sure I care for this. But then the more I saw it, the more I fell in love with it. And that's one, as I've said on this podcast many times before, that is like one of my top two or three favorite Godzilla movies of all time. Um, And I know a lot of people didn't like it, but I did. And... I I think it's one of the most beautifully constructed Godzilla movies. I also think, too, that uh, even though this movie is uh, uh, a movie um, made for fans, by and large, I think in many ways that mildly hurt the film at the box office because most fans are not going... I mean, uh, most people in the general audience are not going to know a whole lot about these other monsters on here. Um, And those monsters aren't as well crafted or, or should I say um 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 oh um constructed I guess as far as their backstory King Ghidorah is the only one that has sort of a backstory uh to him and even then it's it's good but it's still a little thin in spots um 
also the story here is not that cohesive. I, I would argue in places it's sloppy. One of the most obvious moments is when they talk about the oxygen destroyer. That's sloppy. They just mention it because they're hoping the fans will geek out over it. They're like, oh, they named the Oxygen Destroyer. They could have easily fixed that, like in the beginning of the movie, with a quick, uh, you know, line or two dropped here or there, something like that. And that particular line falls into another problem that I've noticed more as I've watched this movie more frequently over the last, well, since it's been out on Blu ray, is that. There's a little bit more pandering to, I think, the Godzilla audience, the Godzilla fans. Mm-hmm. And I'm okay with it up to a point. I re- barely remember talking about it uh, when we originally discussed this a few months back. And I was saying it was getting close to borderlining pa- on pandering, but I thought it just missed that mark. Again, the more... I've watched this movie, the more I've started to believe it is pandering now. Uh, there are, Because there are just more things that I'm noticing now than I did the first couple times I saw it in theaters. Hey. And um, um, I, I'm starting to get to a point, because one of the things I dinged Shin Godzilla on was excessive lot, amounts of pandering. Yeah, a lot of it, especially... <laughs> Anything from the the howls, uh, the music, all that. I mean, probably some other things I can't really think of right now when it comes to Shin Godzilla. It's just that sound effect. Thing. Yeah, sound effect. Anything uh, is just really pandering towards a lot of the, uh, like the hardcore, like they say, quote unquote, hardcore fans. <laughs> Uh, out there and to me at times you just need something a little bit fresh a little bit new into the universe or else it's just gonna really stagnate and start to deteriorate a little bit into where a lot of people wouldn't really care much for anymore and as far as uh when you're talking about uh some of the uh, ups and downs with uh Godzilla King and the Monsters here and I think one of the other th- sort of downs from what I've heard about it was the the space between the first and the second one, where it's like some of the people, like some of the attendant attendants to the film were a little bit low uh, at times. Too that could have uh, been part of it as well. But yeah, uh, other. Besides that, of course, not a whole lot of people were well versed in maybe like Rodan and some of the um, uh, like King Ghidorah, but a lot of people have recognized Mothra at least. So it's like Godzilla and Mothra were like the only two uh, that mainly the general audience knew about, but they didn't really know. A whole lot about you know Rodan, King Ghidorah, and maybe some of the other things that were hidden uh, within the movies, even such as the oxygen destroyer uh, and the such. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and and I just I have to 
I believe I have to be consistent because like I said, I dinged Shin Godzilla with pandering uh, to Godzilla fans. And so, like I said, the more I've watched this film, the more I've caught more things than I did the first couple times I saw it in theater. So I'm also dinging this film too. It's not as excessive as it was in Shin Godzilla, but it's there enough to where I think that's a little bit of a of a black guy. And again, another thing, Bear McCreary, who scores this film, wonderful job. And I love the fact, too, that he even took some of Ifuku Bay's uh, score. And I forget the composer's name who did the original Mothra score uh, from 61. He tweaked that a, a little bit to make it more contemporary and to kind of fit in with the style of score that he wanted to make for this particular film. But even then, I have to say um, that the score in parts also panders uh, to the fans as well. And I'm not saying that makes it a bad score. It's not. Uh, I'm just saying, again, it's just... And then again, that's another reason why I love um, the 2014 film so much is that it was trying it, it- it was trying to do enough things differently. It was trying to be its own thing while obviously in the Godzilla design and in certain aspects of the character, it was trying to pay homage to everything that came before, but at the same time being its own thing. Mm-hmm. And that's one of the things that I liked And this one, uh, outside of a few other uh, things, like I said, was story. Um, I just think it panders a little too much. And again, I'm not saying that's a fatal flaw, but I, it's just something it's like, okay, there are plenty of other Godzilla movies out there in the franchise that have some of this music that have some of these, um, elements that pop up occasionally within this film. I want to see something different because this is a character who's gone on 65 years, just about now, if you want to get technical. Uh, and, and I just, this is how characters survive. They, they do, they carry over certain things over the decades, but, to make themselves relevant, they always have to sort of reinvent themselves. And I find that this movie, as much as I find it to be entertaining, it almost harkens back too much, I think, to some of the Toho stuff. And that's one of the things that uh, the Nolan Batman did fairly well, even though it carried maybe just enough to know to make things uh, recognizable as a Batman film, but also as far as the story, uh, the score, and some of the uh, backstory and everything. Uh, they made it fresher, newer into the Batman universe, and that's one of the things that just made that whole uh, trilogy successful. Yeah. We should have been talking about this as we started the movie. We're like, 15, 16 minutes in, we have. Yeah, I know. I was, I was going to say that we need to stop talking and start commentating. Commentary going. (laughs) So I'm watching the Blu ray version and Um, I'm watching the 4K. Let me unmute it. Let me see how high I got the volume on this thing here. Yeah, right now I've got on six, but I've got uh, subtitles going so I can at least understand what they're saying and everything. Okay, so I got the Blu-ray. Anybody who is not familiar with how we do it, I count down and go three, two, one, go. When I say go, you select play. And then I will put the cover page. Oh, that's right. I forgot to hide the cam. You don't need to hide the cam. I just got the, uh, the cover page right there. Oh. 
Oh, okay. <laughs> I keep forgetting about that. Yeah, we're, right. we're, we're on a different platform here. <laughs> uh, well, I'm used to the other thing. Uh, all, right. all right. So are we ready? Yep, I've got my uh, uh, thing highlighted on play and got my thumb here ready to okay. press. Three, two, one, go. Is this oh, your favorite Godzilla oh. movie? You've seen quite a few Godzilla movies. This Godzilla does not look right to me. It's the fat Godzilla. That's because that's from 2014. By the way, folks, we are... I forgot to mention this at the top of the commentary. We're at the moment closing out the MonsterVerse with this commentary. Mm-hmm. For now, at least, until yeah. uh, March. I like this opening. This is really awesome. Yeah, same here. I really thought that for a moment when the camera uh, like shook and you saw the um, glitches there, I really did think in the theaters, I'm like, uh-oh, like something's actually <laughs> wrong with the projector. <laughs> I like that effect, though. And see, when you were talking about pandering, this is at least the very first thing that the movie does was uh, bring the original war and I think it's it's somewhat a bit similar to the 98 version of the Godzilla Howl well yeah it, it definitely is uh, because I noticed it an awful lot during the scene we'll get to it when they're in Antarctica where he falls down an ice crevice and you hear it clear as day and I'm like that's the 98 roar <laughs> yeah I like the very beginning of this is that how they harken back to the the 2014 event. I do too. Where there, where the main family here was in uh, San Francisco during that whole conflict. The weird thing is though, and I forget exactly what uh, those jumpers did in the 2014 film. What are they called? Sky jump? I forget exactly the 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 military name. Yeah, uh, for them. But I just call them sky jumpers. But. They were jumping down there. That's like the first shot you see. But they jumped down closer to Godzilla. And as we see, Godzilla was quite a ways off. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so that, that's a little bit of a, an unnecessary retcon there. Another oopsie. Yeah, it's a whoopsie. Whoopsie doopsie. <laughs> There's our MacGuffin, the orca. <laughs> I get flashes of like the beginning of Fallen Kingdom with this because Fallen Kingdom kind of early on too, they talk about how that um, Isla Nublar is ready to explode. The volcano on there is ready to explode. And you see these TVs, you know, uh, showing video in DC about people, you know, wanting to see mm -hmm. the dinosaurs or have them die there. You know, it's just kind of a similar start. And also when uh, uh, when they were showing the TV there with the news highlights and everything, uh, at first they'll show maybe like some of the actual news networks, but then they'll like throughout the 
entire movie or movies uh, nowadays, they'll have like their own fake uh, yeah. news network. <laughs> it's like, why don't you just stick with one? <laughs> well, I think part of it could be to dealing with like licensing or something like that. Maybe the certain stations don't want to have their name attached to something. Well, I was saying it's like maybe at least maybe uh, come up or approach with one of the real networks or just make your own. Yeah. I know you do, but my den is not your shopping center. (laughs) He comes in, I want that, and I want this, and I go, this is not a shopping center. You can't just come in here and request and expect to check out and have the item. (laughs) It's like, just gotta save up your money. The you have any i still can't believe that when i looked i was because like i said i was looking to find a moodle and I'm like yeah 50 60 bucks for a moodle and i was looking i'm like holy crap this thing something my son just will let fall off a table or whatever and get scraped or whatever 90 dollars. he's got a 90 dollar toy <laughs> and i Jeez. gave him my destroyer and my space guys of the destroyer i bought from claw mark toys it was supposed to be a newer one uh but they were actually sold out so they gave me an older one that was mm-hmm. worth more but they gave it to me for the same price as the new one and so that one's like over a hundred bucks jeez so that's got scrapes and scratches on it. <laughs> like five hundred dollars in toys that he's just kind of <laughs> well it's like that uh that exclusive Godzilla vs. Destroyer burning Godzilla figure that I won off a, a G Fest yeah, auction a couple of years that was ago. Ridiculous. For for a hundred bucks and no one didn't even like go any higher than that. I, yeah, I was I surprised sure was thinking it was gonna go for at least two hundred. And well the price it's like there was a price tag on it when I after I got the figure, it, like someone was asking for two hundred and thirty bucks of for that figure. I think that was Claw Mark. Yeah. Maybe. I don't know. So now we're at uh, one of the pyramids that has the Mothra egg here. You know, they show uh, the hieroglyphics in the um, pyramid here. And then, of course, they display them prominently as we open up the movie. I wish they would have played more. Um into this film because like I said we don't get a whole, a whole lot of backstory on the kaiju or the titans as they're called here yeah. and uh, I was watching the uh, behind the scenes like specifically on Mothra and like the the how they designed it and everything I liked uh, when they had then uh, have all these lighting effects around the Mothra egg if you saw it uh, with, you know, just plain light, just focus straight on the egg itself, it mm-hmm. looked closely to the, was it the 1964 sort of desi- uh, d- design or pattern mm-hmm. and color scheme of it? I thought that was so- sort of a nice touch to it. Yeah, like I said, I need to go through the um, the um, special features some more. I will say when it comes to Mothra, I really love this larva design, and I do love the adult mm-hmm. design too. 
It looks um, a little bit more realistic. I will say, though, she gets the shaft in this movie big time. Um, yeah, you know, Michael Doherty is quoted to have said that all the monsters get their own screen time, which technically is true. Like, really, this is Mothra's big screen time here in this movie. But otherwise, she barely shows up after this. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I would say both movie. both her and Rodan. And Rodan. Yeah, I mean, I would even argue Rodan gets even a little bit more screen time than she does. I would say so. But then Mothra well. has the same... What ends up happening to Mothra is the same old trope that we have with her uh, that's happened in so many movies over her movie career, especially even more recently in the last few decades where she comes in and she gets killed probably intentionally every time just to kind of help out the good monsters, you know, Mm -hmm. because it happened in final wars. It happened in Tokyo SOS. She got killed in Mothra versus Godzilla, uh, in a movie where there is no Godzilla, the first Mothra of the Mothra trilogy. Mm-hmm. It just it happens way too much, and GMK it happened in GMK. Yeah, it's like anytime I expect to see Mothra in the move in a movie, it's like yeah, she's gonna die because that's been kind of it's thing. And it's, I know, it's, yeah, it's the usual Toho sort of formula for Mothra. It would be it would be nice if they would have done something different. Uh. Without the exception of the Rebirth of Mothra trilogy, although they, they do somewhat out, the like same thing with, <laughs> although they do the same thing uh, at the beginning, the very first Mothra film with the older one, and then having the the newer Mothra being born and then doing everything else. But um, yeah, other than that, they been doing the usual trope for Mothra throughout the entire franchise. Yeah, and that trilogy, you know, is really wackadoo because, you know, it ends up turning into, like, Armor Mothra by the third film or whatever. Um, You know, it goes really out there. But, you know, I understand Mothra is a giant moth and is very fragile and all that. I get that, but it's like, you know... You can make the same argument with some of these other kaiju to where they're so closely related to other animals that they still somehow are able to, by and large, survive certain attacks. And why not just go ahead and throw some of the old Mothra rules out the window and just let her be able to take atomic blasts like a little bit better for a while? Mm-hmm. Like she doesn't have to be completely immune, but like maybe she gets hurt, but not like killed from them. Um, but like Kong and King Kong versus Godzilla, yeah, he got hurt and singed, but it never killed him, you know? Yeah. And, you know, do something kind of like that where it, like, burns her or, you know, hurts her a little bit, but doesn't kill her unless she gets, like, a long stream or something coming at her. Um, it just – it's gotten old. <laughs> yeah. I so just now, wish she had more time in this film. Same thing with Rodan. Yeah. So now we get uh, Jonah and his crew infiltrating the area and- Taking Russell, uh, Emma, and Madison Russell as hostages. I'm uh, a little surprised that not only does Mothra not get as much screen time in this movie because she's a huge uh, fan favorite, but um, 
crap, where was I going with this train of thought? You probably weren't even thinking. <laughs> I was, and then I forgot. Uh, if it comes back to me, I'll... Here we are at the Senate hearing scene. The Verizon guy. <laughs> Yeah, at least we get uh, some of the few familiar faces in the movie again. Admiral Stentz, um, Dr. Sarazawa, and um, shoot, I forget Sally Hawkins' character's name. Uh, let me brain that Doctor up here. Something. Uh, where is she on here? Uh, uh, Vivian Graham. There we go, Dr. Graham. Um, spoiler alert. I hate the fact that these two get killed in this movie, both of them. Uh, I could well, see maybe killing one of them off. Vi- then- Vivian Graham's... Uh, and was a bit un, unexpected, and I would say it it seemed like um, uh, a little bit uncalled for. I think she they could have done a little bit more with her character, but when it c- came to Sarazawa's, I think he had a reason for what he did. Yeah, but then they could have had another character take his place, too. Yeah. Um, Because you could have had one of those generic uh, military men. But I I think think, uh, this is when uh, Kyle Chandler, I think, uh, steps in, which uh, who played? Yeah, uh, Kyle Chandler's character comes in and somewhat replaces Dr. Sarazawa. Whereas he's going to be in Godzilla vs. Kong. Right, but it still would be nice to have at least some carryover. Um, like either have Graham or Sarazawa in the, in the next film, too. Right, yeah. It would have been nice to at least have Sarazawa still alive. I think, I think yeah, like... <laughs> Sarazawa, and of course we're getting quite a bit ahead in the movie here, but like it still would have been nice to, I think, if I had to choose one of them, I would have had Sarazawa carry over into the next film. Well, I would say we're getting ahead of ourselves. I would at least say him and along with Kyle Chandler, at least. To, the Verizon to tie the film sacrificed himself. <laughs> Can you hear me now? No. Good. Oh. Well, he. You're you're thinking of the. I know the, the other guy. I know. <laughs> he's I know. now a sprint for some reason. Because he sold out. Now, talking a little bit about uh, what the Orca is. Basically, a prototype that essentially shouldn't have been made to begin with. (laughs) 
Yeah, at least you got your plot device for the movie here. The MacGuffin. A MacGuffin's muffins. Whatever. You know, it's also kind of funny that Kyle Chandler's sort of back in the same universe as Khan, whereas That's uh, right. he, he was he was in uh, the movie as that uh, movie star uh, in the 2005 remake of King Khan. Can you imagine that? Like, you didn't, like, it would be a grand thing to be involved in just one of the char- those characters' films, and instead you end up in both, and then you end up in another one where they both collide. Yeah. <laughs> Whereas he's going to be in the next movie with both of them colliding. So that's sort of like uh, like a full circle sort of thing. It'd be great to get some of those characters from Skull Island back for the next movie, but that's not going to happen because technically those characters would have to be like in their 60s and 70s. Yeah. Well, you at least do have one of them back. (laughs) Yeah, at least... Yeah, at least do have one of the characters from Con Skull Island back in this film, which is that uh, uh, the African American guy, who who's being played by that uh, one dude that was in Terminator Two: Judgment Day. I forget his name. Yeah, I know the actor. Who, I'm trying to remember what character he was. How do you know that's him? Do, do they say it in here? <laughs> Oh, I've uh, watched a lot of the YouTube videos from other people. Okay, then that's a problem with this movie. They don't – we, we got to watch it because if they don't say anything in this movie, then that's on this movie. That's a boo-boo on this movie. Let's see here. I'm trying to think of that one guy's name. Okay. Okay. I'm looking to go see Joker on Tuesday, by the way. I'm planning on seeing that one tomorrow. You know, it seemed like only a couple weeks ago we were watching Skull Island, but that was over, well, not over, but about a month ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's uh, Joe Morton appears as an older Dr. Houston Brooks, a character that originally appeared in Con Skull Island. Okay, well, then we need to pay attention to the movie to see if they let us know about that, because my understanding... I recognize the actor because he's sort of a, a, I don't want to say prominent because that's not the right word, but he's recognizable. Mm -hmm. And he's been in some TV series over the years and a few other films, uh, including Justice League. Um, But to my knowledge, they never 
talked about him. Yeah, because he's Skull Island in this movie. Yeah, he's he's the one that's stationed over at the waterfall where um, yeah. Mothra was staying at. We'll just have to pay attention, see if they say something. Ice Cube's kid. Ice <laughs> I do like Bradley Whitford. Yeah. I loved him in the West Wing. He's pretty good here. His character at times gets a little bombastically annoying, but I still like him. It sort of reminds me of uh, Billy Madison. <laughs> yeah, that's where I think. As I he's in that movie, him. yeah. Ice cubes, man. Ice cubes, man. The ice cubes of my daddy, old man, pal. Ice cubes, man, daddy, poops your bong. Okay, stop it with the bongs. <laughs> Yeah, the one thing that we uh, forgot to notice is that they're at the uh, the Monarch headquarters right now in the uh, one of the oil rig uh, hideout disguises. It's fairly unique uh, headquarters that they have in there. In my and opinion, then, one of the most recognizable sort of shots in the movie is that shot as they come down and you see that female Mudo head. Yeah. Like it's pretty interesting. It would be pretty interesting on in how that they got that down there. You probably don't want to know. <laughs> and then now they're at uh, one of the other Monarch... Uh, post here in Antarctica where King Ghidorah is located. And you get according to you, one of the other pandering things of this is the name that they gave Ghidorah, which harkens back uh, to Godzilla vs. Monster Zero. Obviously, (laughs) Monster Zero. Yeah. I wasn't going to say anything, but... Because <laughs> I thought I had already made my point. <laughs> well, just uh, I would solidify it. Date. 
can they technically get away with that? Like, I know the MPA will allow PG-13 movies to allow you to drop one F-bomb, but here we get the middle finger, too. Like, <laughs> Oh, I think they, they, have some, they have some sort of criteria with that whole organization, I would think. It's really interesting because... Like, for example, and here we are going off on a slightly different tangent, but... Well, you are anyways. I know, but, like, I'm my I'm illustrating, like, how inconsistent the MPA is over the years, and I'm sure a lot of it is just because, you know, not just cultural changes within society, but also you get different people in there because, you know, people retire and die off and all that, but, um, like... You take a look at the most recent Rambo movie and how mm. bloody and gory that thing is. Tense violence, yeah. And you take a look at Rambo's two and three. Those movies were considered bloody and an outrage. They were covered in the news as far as how violent they were. And I'm like, those things would be PG-13 now. <laughs> well, and then was it you get this whole quote-unquote controversial thing going on with the Joker, especially with what happened several years ago, but then you have to tell yourself and then others like, dude, there's Rambo that came out here. You're not saying anything about that? Come on. It's like a lot of it's just fake outrage nowadays. Well, I think at the time of like the Rambo sequels, it was because the Rambo movies were popular stallone was popular and you know and you had horror movies come out at the same time silent night deadly night for example that were way worse in fact there was a kind of a controversy around that but it didn't get covered as widespread because well there were no big name stars behind it or anything like that um and then Joker, of course, you know, comic book movies are have been the big thing for 15, 20 years now. And so, you know. <laughs> well, then, of course, you have your Halloween-themed horror movies, too. So, yeah. But now we're... Uh, then, uh, readings... Was it Mon- the Monarch headquarters getting readings? Apparently, this is where Godzilla makes his first appearance in the film. She plays in 911. The one gal that's uh, the commander? Yep. You got pink. I don't know what that is. I just try to wipe it off. I wipe some of it off. It's kind of sticky. What'd you get on this? Weird old gunk. We'll have to get a damn paper towel or something. How you liking the movie so far? That much? Yeah. <laughs> Is this how much? Yeah. Oh wow. You what? Uh, you finished Godzilla vs. Megalon a few days ago. You said you liked that one. Yeah, but why did they cook and have bubbling? Cook and was falling apart when they were throwing little bugs at cooking. None of that happened, Lincoln. 
<laughs> You're making stuff up in that head of yours. Oh, yeah. Did you still want to uh, watch Kong Skull Island again one of these days? Yes. All right. We can do that one of these days. I know I don't have any good toy. I know what you're trying to do. Trying to get me to buy another toy. Well, well, we're a little. <laughs> no, a lot. <laughs> but without our rights, none of us can get close to the finish line. Okay. I do like this shot coming up here. Same here. I was just about to say the same thing. And you stole my thunder. (laughs) Thunder stolen. Now it's mine. Special power. Pikachu go. Special power. It's like, it's one of the shots that you rarely see of Godzilla, you know, being being in the ocean, just swimming around. The first time we really saw like any sort of Godzilla swimming, like actually swimming underwater, we saw a brief like one or two clips in Biolane, mm-hmm. but they were actually kind of stupid <laughs> because you could tell it's, it's just like, like a, a miniature that it's it's like a, a brief moment. You rarely see it. The, whereas the pose there is ridiculous with that Godzilla, and it yeah. wasn't until the '98 film mm-hmm. where you actually saw Godzilla for the first time. Mm-hmm. swimming underwater and then the 2000 film they had a scene where um you saw it there and then i think a couple other movies in the millennium era did it too mm-hmm. Well, it's like like the first time I saw it. Well, maybe like two or three times. It still kind of uh, made me jump a little, but this time around, it, I didn't jump at all. <laughs> I was expecting. I knew it. it was coming the first time I saw it. I I did a small little jump when I first saw it, but after that, it was like, eh. What's <laughs> the King Kong versus Godzilla versus Mothra versus Kong King Kong. <laughs> Weird merry-go-round you did there. Yeah. <laughs> You're a goofy man. Maybe that's a lowest monster movie to work. You think, Amy? Yeah. Maybe you should make one. Oh, yeah. Oh, like that kind of man with blue color. On the front of that one. Standing next right the black one. Yeah, that's the 98 Godzilla Marmot figure. Oh, yeah. Maybe it's a little part of this. You would do that cover. You keep wanting to steal my Georgian Lizzie. This is a more recent discovery. Our data is limited. But it seems to be another apex habit. They're not called. Mostly. It may have been a rival alpha to the temple. Yeah. 
So I hate to crash the party, but I guess that you can just say no. So we lost that show. Dropped off the stand. Dropped off. It's a hollow one. That's how he moves around so fast. There's these underwater tunnels and wormholes. I really like how they uh, bring in that whole hollow earth theory into the uh, the monster first yeah. sort of make it as like part of everything how they travel fast I'm telling you dude Kong Skull Island terrific movie well written and it's a fantastic film I'm I'm just shocked I don't watch it all that much yeah I need to watch it more For me, I just gotta watch a lot of the older stuff that I've bought, but I haven't gotten around to it yet. He Man and Shira came out this last Tuesday too. Oh yeah! Speaking of which, I should—I was at Target and, and I didn't even <laughs> bother to think if uh, they had it or not. My Target didn't carry them, so I don't know if yours would or not. Yeah, if yours didn't, then mine probably wouldn't. Best Buy should have it. Another movie where they think guns are going to solve the world's problems. <laughs> That's not true. Only marmalade will. The one, the one thing when I every time I think of this part with with the uh, the soldiers are in the white camel, it makes me think of Inception, like towards the ending oh. part where they are in the white uh, winter camo. I'm not sure why, but it just does in a way. I think a Call of Duty. <laughs> Call of Duty. <laughs> Are you still playing that? Oh heck no. <laughs> <laughs> the last one the last one I bought was I think I can't remember. It was either Black Ops or Black Ops 2. Was the last one I bought. And then a friend of mine and Jesse's, uh, he bought Modern Warfare 3 and hated it, so he mailed it to me for free. So (laughs) I had a free copy of Modern Warfare 3. (laughs) I haven't actually played Call of Duty since the very, very first one. It's not worth your money and your time. The only closest one that I played... To that has recently been Fortnite. And you, I, and you can download it for free on like PS4 or Xbox. I it's amazing how that's taken off with popularity, but I remember the popularity of Call of Duty and just how big, like, you know, you get people lining up in the midnight sellings. And uh, I was one of those that sat in one of those lines for Modern Warfare 2. Yeah. And I skipped school the next day to get home <laughs> and to play it. <laughs> I mean, it was amazing. 
but then I found out that was like, you know, after like a month of play, found out it was like the glitchiest Call of Duty. Yeah. But yeah, so far from what I've experienced in Fortnite, it's it's a really good game. I would check it out. It, you can get it for free and play for free. Uh, it's It's also on Xbox, and I think we could like play together no matter what console you're on and then there's uh apex legends which is sort of the same thing but it's geared more towards uh sort of the older generation whereas the uh fort fortnite is a little more towards the younger generation but it's like this literally the same thing She's wackadoo. I mean, why would you unleash a monster like that, you know, when you got a kid who's going to grow up in this weird world and you think you're going to be able to control these monsters? You know, especially if you're going to unleash practically all of them. Well, she was wanting to try to coordinate and try to control the monsters until she unleashed Ghidorah, where Ghidorah was basically like... No, I'm in charge. I can do right, whatever but the still, F I want. Like, <laughs> they were talking about 17 Titans and counting. It's like, okay, well, you got this one device. How are you going to control that many Titans with just that one device? Well, she, I would, I think she thought that with Ghidorah, <laughs> like being a little bit more of the alpha, like try to be more the alpha that she can try to control it in order to control all the other monsters. Yeah. I think that's what she was trying to go with, but everything just went to shit (laughs) (laughs) after that. Yeah. That's putting it mildly. Yeah. (laughs) But isn't that one commander who uh, was sitting up there on the uh, walkway with using her scope, she had the, um, scope targeted on the remote couldn't she be considered partially responsible for this because she could have shot that little controller out of emma's hand possibly because i know um oh uh kyle chandler uh there was saying that that orca should never have been made to begin with and it was more like a prototype but not to be actually be put together in actual use. Right, but I'm talking about the control Emma had that um, let off the explosions. Right, yeah. Oh, well, I guess <laughs> I was listening to like this one movie podcast while I was cleaning the house this morning and the one of the co-hosts was laughing. He goes, and I think and that's a problem with this movie, meaning that if you think about it, you start finding problems. I'm like, that's kind of the same way with this movie. You start thinking, and it's like you realize there are issues here. Mm-hmm. Now, I'm, I know online I've, I've um, heard other people confirm this, and I definitely thought it. And I don't know if you have mentioned it or not, but I every time I look at the Ghidorah heads, I think of Smaug. Yeah, a little bit. 
still pretty cool though. Mm -hmm. Like, like I was saying back when we covered this episode, it is great that finally, and I know some people would disagree with me, but I, I think there's enough evidence out there to sort of support kind of my stance on it, maybe a little bit more. We finally get a badass Ghidorah. Yeah, yeah. I was, I was kind of hoping to see like a really cool Ghidorah, and like an actual Ghidorah that can rival Godzilla. And here we are. We get, I would say, the best Ghidorah so far. I mean, Ghidorah has always been cool. Um, or Ghidorah, as some people will probably be like ready to pull their hair out. Uh, you know, I, I or Ghidra. But anyways, um, I've always thought Ghidorah was pretty cool, but with the exception of maybe a couple movies, and one of them potentially being the Grand King Ghidorah from Mothra 3. Um, you know, I, I liked Ghidorah, but I never, kind of like you said, I've never thought he was able to hold his own much against any substantial opponent. And he just... He was cool, but always sort of a too much of a coward in many cases. A little bit of a downer. Yeah. And that's where we think that Mechagodzilla was more of his nemesis rather than Ghidorah. Damn it, Kevin. I do like that, too, that all the heads have different personalities. Mm -hmm. We've never seen that in a movie with Ghidorah before. Yeah. I can't believe the first time I saw this movie, I missed the whole Vivian Graham death. Like, I knew she died, but I didn't actually see it. And it's one of those blink and you miss it. Yeah. Yeah, it was to where I pretty much brought it up to you during that, uh, during the last time when we reviewed the movie. Pulled a Borat. What? You yeah. joke. <laughs> I don't know what you're talking about. That's okay. I also like this uh, other entrance. I do. For Godzilla. It reminds me very much of his. It's almost. Almost exactly like his initial entrance in the 2014 film. When you see him like stepping down and kind of getting his footing ready. Mm -hmm. Right here. Kind of like at that scene at the Honolulu airport. We're. And that one is just all fire and explosions, whereas this one's in the cold, desolate Antarctica. You're not sending me to the cooler. You're not sending me to the cooler. (laughs) I still don't more sound like that. That's just how he sounds. Look at what we got going on here. 
<laughs> Playing what? I like that head slam. That's always cool. I'm stuck. Bye. <laughs> well, I know when you mentioned earlier, we're at we're with the uh, 2014 film where it was kind of uh, where the camera is sort of angled at more angled with the humans and stuff. This movie does. Oh yeah, I didn't say this. Didn't I said too, yeah. the 2014 film did it a lot more, and that was one of the things I liked. I said you get some of it here. Oh, see, I missed the whole Vivian Graham death again. No, not yet. There you go. Yep, there's that roar. Oh, oh there we go. <laughs> I thought we were right at the end of the fight. Nope. Uh, he ate a person. One thing that I do like when it comes to this Godzilla is that they've at least improved the uh, the atomic ray of his. Whereas in the 2014 one, it seemed, for in my opinion, a little bit weak. I I mean, I don't think it was weak in 2014. I like it here, but I also like the 2014 one because the 2014 one, every time he hit the female Mudo, it burnt her yeah but it seemed like within for in this film it had more impact well it's wider yeah i still liked it because again it just it's kind of its own thing it's trying to do something just a little bit different With all due respect, Colonel, why didn't you shoot it? You're just as responsible. See? Sorry, Colonel. See, you called it. I like how uh, whole Ghidorah's storm generation basically covers almost all of Brazil. I like that they actually include that. I'm like, you know what? That actually makes sense for an extraterrestrial creature to like have that as a means of. Because I think because I think I've heard about that whole thing uh, before the movie was made, but you never actually saw it in the Godzilla films. Yeah. Here they actually did it. And I really appreciated that. Yeah. 
understand as possible. And the North or South America to hear how close 56 and we still have their own legacy. We touched down there in 10 minutes. I don't know what you're talking about. People. You know, like you and me? I, I, what? <laughs> you know, the, almost the, walk on two legs. <laughs> yeah. Can speak, write, read. <laughs> what? <laughs> Eat, sleep, shit. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah, you are the one to blame for this, kiddo. <laughs> I have to say this. Um, it, first of all, it was a nice twist, seeing that she was sort of uh, kind of... I, I don't know, kind of like one of two main villains in this movie. Well, I know the, uh, the the trailers for the movie sort of gave that away, because I know kind I mentioned of, about yeah. it. Um, another thing, though, too, is on the one hand, with her plan and why she's doing it, as far as her reasoning like what she's about to explain here i agree with that but at the same time her method of doing it is a little cuckoo cuckoo for cocoa puffs that is cocoa wheats just like just like some people say thanos was right <laughs> Uh, or like sometimes they say Thanos did nothing wrong. Then I see right there. <laughs> Which one? Um, the black covered all over it. Oh, Black Panther. Yeah. You know the Black Panther sound. There's a like one that makes it roar. It's a human. He's like Batman, except he's called Black Panther. Speaking of uh, Black Panther, off topic. Would would you? Uh, what are your thoughts of uh, Spider Man staying in the MCU? You know, here's the thing. Number one. I've yet to see Black Panther, and that's a movie I've owned for almost two years. Number two, I have not seen the solo Spider-Man films that I, have been made since 2017. I haven't seen the second one yet. I can't believe that that's already out now. Yeah. I Blue just Spider-Man has been, in my opinion, one of those superheroes where... <laughs> They haven't made too many good movies of. I liked the first Andrew Garfield Amazing Spider-Man. I thought that was pretty darn good. But the more I look back, like the Tobey Maguire ones, the third one wasn't all that good. Second one was pretty good, but I think it's showing its age in spots. The first one, Willem Dafoe was good, but I thought the presentation of some of the material was not all that great. 
Uh, second Amazing Spider-Man would have been great if it wasn't so friggin' long and boring in a lot of spots. And um, I just, I listened to a podcast review on Homecoming, you know, when that came out a couple of years ago. And I heard that some of the writing there wasn't all that good as far as with Vulture and just certain things were not as cohesive as they should have been. And it was maybe dull in a few spots, too, from what I heard. Um, so I've been reluctant to see that one. And then I've heard with this one, this one sort of is distracting because I guess um, Mysterio in like the first half of the movie or whatever sends out these holograms of you know, ice monsters, fire monsters, water monsters, and all that. And Spider-Man spends a lot of time fighting those, and it really has nothing to do with the film. And there's, again, crazy writing. So, <laughs> again, I'm just sort of hesitant because I just... It, Spider-Man's one of those char- comic book characters I, I just didn't like. They've made, in my opinion, one pretty good film, and all the others, at best, are meh. Mm. Well, it was at uh, when I was at a friend's birthday party last night, and uh, like uh, one of the people that were there had a good analogy where like Tobey Maguire played a really good Peter Parker, and then you had was it Garfield mm-hmm. like doing a really good Spider Man. And then Tom, that Tom, years. and then Tom Holland here is like probably the best balance. I was saying that for years. I was always saying Maguire was a great Peter Parker, but his Spider-Man was a little too wimpy. Mm-hmm. And I've always said Garfield's Peter Parker was way like miscast, but he was an awesome Spider-Man. Yeah. Where and then whereas Tom Holland, they uh, they says a a good balance. He is. I mean, I've only seen him play Spider Man in Infinity War and um, Civil War, uh, and during those two films, I liked what I saw there. I thought Homecoming was pretty good, but I'll have to see with Far From Home. But yeah, let's. Uh... Let's get back with the movie here. No, let's talk comic book movies. <laughs> no. We're doing this. Millie Bobby Brown is really good in this movie. Yeah. I would have to say she is one, if not the best actor in this film. Well, I would also say uh, Kyle Chandler, I really liked his character in this Chandler does well, but I think because of how his character is written in parts, especially in the beginning, I think it's a little excessive with this whole being, um, a, um, damaged, angry character. Um, he doesn't have much of an arc in this movie. Well, I mean, it sort of makes sense, especially with their son. 
dead from well, the 2014. Yeah, thing. but again, nothing really gets resolved with his story here. And I understand he's going to be back in the next movie, but let's pretend you didn't know that. You know, like, this is, you just have this movie. His story should have been solved here, anyways. At least that arc. Well, that was a big one. I really like how they did Rodan. I do too. He's got this vulture-like face. (laughs) Speaking of vulture. (laughs) Speaking of vulture. What's he trying to do? Looking at you, he's gonna eat you. No, he says he stay he's in there staying there. when they were when um, Graham and Sarah Zau were getting ready to leave that Senate hearing at the beginning of the movie that Verizon man was putting on a video where he was talking about Titan reproduction how he was blurring out parts of the Italia yeah do you notice in the background video it was a shot of the male and female Muto meeting up yeah. And they blurred them out, and I'm like, there was nothing there that needed to be. Blurred. Yeah, and the from the 2014. <laughs> yeah, movie. just uh, that was that should not have happened. That was an avoidable mistake there. I find it interesting. You have the opposite of. Uh, effect going on here with Rodan from his debut film to this more recent film where in um, 56 what was it Mount Aso I think it was uh, I don't know it's been a long time since I uh, last seen ended it. up killing those Rodans well here he's actually living in one yeah how ironic <laughs> Was he trying to fly after? Wow, that's cool. I also like it how he's more agile. I like that too. Whereas, like, try getting and, that and out of your suits. <laughs> it's like compared to the whole Godzilla franchise, they just 
made him a little bit more stiff. Although with Godzilla Final Wars, they made him a little bit more agile. Some of that there, too, was CG. Oh, yeah. Uh, how can he fly twirl around when he's flying like that? Because he can. He's just that good. Well, he can bop into, he can flap his one wing in the water. On this side here. Mm. Yeah. Wow, Michigan State's actually hanging in there with Ohio State. <laughs> you get everything on this commentary. Yep. That shot there looks like from the giant claw. I watched that here the other day, and there are a couple shots in there that remind me of what just happened there. Yeah, I, I swear I got that impression too when I first saw that one shot in one of the trailers. I like that shot as we enter the storm and you first see Ghidorah there. Mm-hmm. does look so much like his dad. They're stuck! <laughs> well, go fix it. No, my Twizzlers are stuck. I can't get them out. <laughs> uh, why do you say that? Because they can't open up the hatch. There you go, Cat. Pandering alert, pandering alert, pandering alert, pandering alert, pandering alert. What? Like, that's the most, like, egregious pandering offense in this movie right there. They monsters Like it would have been nice if they would did maybe like a little thing behind the oxygen destroyer like do some sort of all you had to Thing do is devote maybe a couple minute shot at the beginning of the movie show, showing something and briefly explaining it. That's all you had to do. And it doesn't maybe, have to be the most wonderfully written, but as long as you at least mention it somehow. Yeah, maybe it'd make it to where it could be something that could be a double-edged sword. 
in the uh, entire monster verse. Like, like it could be something that can be uh, in big play down the road or whatever. Yeah, like mention it and then bring it in the third film or something. Yeah. What's Godzilla trying to do to Rodan? He's not fighting Rodan, he's fighting Ghidorah. King Ghidorah, you say? Yes. Yes. I even have hope saying the names of the monsters. <laughs> She's like, King Ghidorah get bigger, he destroy Godzilla. <laughs> Why hopes that he destroy Godzilla? She just came up with that idea herself. And you... Well, that's not good. That's <laughs> not for Ghidorah. What's, what's, why did that come from? That was a missile. Oxygen destroyer. Isn't that going to create a tsunami on that village nearby? I don't know. They didn't really show it. <laughs> but then right here, it doesn't really seem like it. All you get is a bunch of dead fish. Well, yeah, but it showed, like, you know, this giant mushroom cloud of water. Exploded. Well, then there, yeah, you probably should get a tsunami after that <laughs> with Ghidorah coming out. That's my problem, I'm thinking, during the movies. <laughs> yeah, I think you're really diving in a little bit too much. Yeah. How can Ghidorah grow new head? Yeah. That's kind of my idea. <laughs> I don't believe it was. <laughs> I can't believe it was to you. Mr. Man. Mr. Daddy the Gacky. <laughs> How many people, except for maybe... Actually, no. Scratch that. How many people really thought Godzilla had died? <laughs> eh, no one. Maybe some of the kids, but any adults, no. Well, if you had another movie announced that's going to be after this one, then you'd be like, yeah, no, he's not dead. Well, it growing your head. Kevin. <laughs> uh, what's Kevin mean? It's a goofy name they have for that head. Well, I have that thing just like on my Godzilla book. Yep, that's in your one Godzilla book. I got you. How can they poke a horse up in that? Because the monster was hiding under the ground there. And there's another one there. What's that monster? Um, 
They're gonna go around destroying the world. I think that might be Mothra. It's not Mothra. Oh, what is it then? I don't remember. I'm not familiar with some of these other other ones. Some of the monsters in here that they have, I think some of them were based on actual, like, mythical creatures. Makes sense. Titanus Behemoth is, seems to be, like, one of the most recognizable po- but popular ones, too. The one that looks like a woolly mammoth. Yeah, like, yeah. Oh, snap, because we're in a monster movie. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, you should right, be able to see Joe Morton here. Let's see if they mention him here. Dr. Brooks. Yeah, Skull Island. Yeah. Maybe we could watch the other Godzilla movie with the mood on another day. Mm-hmm. That's what I like. He's See, they don't mention anything. You have to be incredibly attentive to paying attention to the names of the people in all these movies. Because otherwise, yeah, you're going to miss it. And I didn't realize it until they actually pointed out here in like a few minutes. But I was like, wait a minute, how'd that one gal go from the Argo to here? And I'm like, wait a minute, she's maybe a twin. I'm like, no, they're not going to do that. And then they showed the picture, you know, odd minutes later. I'm like, they did do that. I sort of figured that out in the first viewing of it. Is like, yeah, they're, they're going to make... Both both of those characters as twins. <clears throat> I wish they would have made more of a connection with Brooks. Like, really been like, hey, so, like, tell us about what happened on Skull Island or, you know, something kind of like that. I wonder if they... We'll have him back for Godzilla vs. Khan. Let me see. Did you call that monster? What do you think it was? Something. It was Mothra. How so much Mothra trying to do? She just hatched from her cocoon. (laughs) Yeah, I don't see Joe Morton's name on here. For Godzilla vs. Khan. Let me check another place here. Um,
Yeah, I don't see Joe Morton's name in the Godzilla vs. Kong cast list. Then that means you have to, like, really be attentive to all the names and know that this is in the same universe. Because you have to pretend, like, maybe there's no internet and people watching these movies don't know this is related to Kong, Skull Island. Because mm-hmm. he... Setting up this particular monster verse, at least to include Kong Skull Island, really, when you think about it, except for the end credits here, where they kind of tease it and make you wonder if that could be, they've done it actually pretty well. And then, of course, there was the end credit stinger of Kong Skull Island. But even pretend you didn't see that. Yeah. They haven't done a very good job of setting it up. Now, again, though, too, maybe they have a little bit, but it's still because they mentioned the whole Hollow Earth deal earlier. Um, Mm. But still, there just isn't enough callbacks to kind of get people to be like, see, see, this is connected. I wish they would have done more of that. Mm Mm-hmm. I wonder if they might do that for the upcoming movie. That was a dumb joke. I, I I rolled my eyes at that one in the theater, and I still roll my eyes at that one now. Which one? The whole King Ghidorah. What What did you say? She said gonorrhea. What? It's just like, oh, it's, it's like the dumb... <laughs> Just a dumb little joke. Oh, how do you say that? Wow. What's that cool? Uh, something. Yeah. Yeah, see, they have the names right there of all the monsters on that map, but you can't really see it clearly. I think someone got a screen capture of all those names and it's on the internet somewhere yeah the internet has the answers to all of life's questions Yes, yes, you did. <laughs> Way to go, humanity. Yeah, one of the monsters' names I saw on there briefly was Titanus Typhon. Or Typhoon? I think it was just Typhon. I'm going to find a list of these. List of Titans. Maybe this Uncle Jason come to my house. He might. Maybe next year. Oh, yeah. Maybe another day. Maybe somewhere. Yep. Yep.
So yeah, here's the known titans. Uh, besides Godzilla, Mudo, Khan, and the other Tohos. Uh, Dagon, uh, was it Methuselah? Uh, is it Skaya or Saya? It's a S C Y L L A. Of course, yeah, you Skila. got yeah, Skila. Okay. Uh, uh, Behemoth, Abaddon, uh, Amhuluk, Baphomet, uh, Bunyip, Kraken, Levathian, uh, Mar- Leviathan. Yeah, Leviathan, Margire, Makeli, Bembe, Quetzalcoatl, Sekhmet, Tiamat, yeah, Typhon. Uh, no, it's, it's Typhon. It's T Y P H O N. I'm seeing Typhoon. Let me show you the link I got because you are saying certain names that aren't even on this list. Let me. Oh, come on. Because I'm, I'm looking at this one here. Oh, a wiki. Yeah. And then See, what this was one the, I don't even think has all 17 of them. And then the last one was Yamada no Orchi. Verizon guy knew that ice cube, son. <laughs> Even that knew the ice cube uh, house. What? That's a good one. And see, here's also another first for the entire Godzilla franchise is that we get like throughout the 65 years, we'd never actually seen where Godzilla goes or where he spends some of his time whereas in this movie we finally get that chance one could argue you kind of saw something in the original 
like right there at the end where Sarazawa and um, Ogata are going to plant the Oxygen Destroyer. Mm, maybe, but they don't. Because he's resting Actually, down there. I mean, you could probably, well, with animals and stuff, they can just probably go all over the place. They probably didn't even really think about it. Those are just better talking about the toy when it was made. Wants the licenses. water in a bag <laughs> I would check that for mold <laughs> it's gonna be like static water <laughs> I check that for mold and coloring because <laughs> that may not be water even the taste too been funny if she, like she was a little bit too heavy and then just went through the, the venting floor. <laughs> and then her mom got so scared she just threw her hot coffee on her not knowing <laughs> and she burnt and her skin melted off <laughs> I don't get a raiders of the that hot going. <laughs> <laughs> ah! 
I feel robbed that we did not get to see this. We did not get to see the destruction of DC. We or really much in the way of any other cities. I feel cheated. Well, we only do it in the final one where Boston gets all devastated. But still, like, even Destroy All Monsters did this better, where they at least showed you a little bit of destruction in some of the major cities. (laughs) This one we just saw Ghidorah have coffee over DC. Someone said there was like an angular skeleton in one of these underwater. Yeah. Things. I've been trying yeah, to like, look for it and I haven't found it. It's when the uh, nuke goes off and then we see the like this that ancient town and stuff. There is like a large skeleton. When you watch the behind the scenes, one of them, they'll show like the raw uh, CGI where it's just all white and everything, you'll actually see it right there. Oh. And they talk a little bit about it, too. That's You would think something like that they try to make it a little bit more obvious. Well, at least in this one, it's sort of well hidden. That's the problem, because if you're going to put an Easter egg like that in there, you would not try to hide it to the point to where people potentially may never notice it. You would actually would have to pause the movie and then... Yeah. Uh, and that's a problem. Yeah. It's like, it's there for a brief second when the nuke goes off. I'm going to look for it. Now, there have been theories going around. People think this is either Atlantis or Moo. A few other people think it's some other forgotten uh, civilization. What do you think it is? Um, well, with it, uh, with the way that they are located, and it's sort of nearby, uh, like the main headquarters there, I think it is. And which is right around the Pacific Ocean. So it would have to be, for me, Moo, or was it... um, They had had another name for Moo. It starts with an L. Let me... um, Yes, because I was thinking, too, like, it could be because of its location, but because we see that hieroglyphic there of people... The the other the other uh, name for Moo is uh, Lemuria. Oh, uh, L E M U R I A. Is that a Natragon? <sighs> Maybe. I don't remember that, but but with that hieroglyph hieroglyphic <laughs> hieroglyphic did I did I say that right? Yeah. Um, showing people worshiping Godzilla. I don't think it's Moo, unless it's a completely alternate Moo. 
Uh, it could be Atlantis, but I don't think it is. So I'm thinking it's something totally different. We try to create some emotion in this movie. This sort of reminds me of my micro battle play set of Godzilla versus Bailani, where like the Lincoln Memorial like flips over yeah. a giant missile launcher base and Yeah. I wish I would have kept those. I still have my uh uh, micro place of Godzilla where he faces Mechagodzilla in LA. I had the DC one with Biolani. I had the Mechagodzilla one where they're fighting like a robot. Didn't you have mm. the Space Godzilla one? No, but I had the Ghidorah one where they fight in San Francisco. Hmm. I wish I would have gotten the Space Godzilla one. Yeah. I just wish I would have kept some of that stuff. She left you. She left you. <laughs> Look at what you did. <laughs> <laughs> What I did. You were there 24 <laughs> 7. Okay. He's the one who copied you. Was it 4 7? This is why I call him Jason sometimes. <laughs> right, oh, Jason? No. <laughs> He's a funny one who is the funny daddy. <laughs> You're funny. Yes, I am sure. That'd be funny if you said 
no you go and he grabs mark <laughs> or, or he just like pushes he throws him them in there <laughs> he throws yeah just pushes them close to it yeah. he tells the military go 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 lower, <laughs> lower the sub <laughs> i can't believe it what are you doing and he looks out at sarazawa and all you see is sarazawa go <laughs> it's like it's like this is this is for payback from when we were in college many years ago. <laughs> I like my version better. Forces <laughs> sure you did. Not too loud. Hope sleeping. Or he's like, why'd you do this? And then he'll pull like uh, an, old, an Arnold Schwarzenegger. I lied. <laughs> he goes back and he goes, fortune cookie. <laughs> A very short fortune cookie. <laughs> short, but deadly fortune cookie. A very short, but that's a fortune cookie. <laughs> Yes. How are some of the fish there able to tolerate that? You saw some? Yeah, there were some there. Maybe they've been there for many years and just adapted. Like they always say, always evolving. Life uh, uh, finds a way. <laughs> nice Jeff Goldblum. This shot almost reminds me of like the Godzilla Earth of the scraggly plates and all that. Uh, uh, why did you maybe. Out to wake up Godzilla? Because Godzilla needs that to wake up and be strong again. But why was he not strong? Because he got hurt. You know what would be another good pandering callback? Mm. If he pulled out a cigarette, lit it from the radiation that's just in the air, so like it automatically lights up. And then when the bomb's about ready to go off, he goes, Amen. <laughs> okay, so just yeah, I'm pay attention here. Okay. <laughs> okay, after this one. See a skeleton right there? Yeah, I do, but 
I didn't see like a head. Uh, yeah, it just sort of was there for just a brief second because it was in the darkness. But yeah, so so that was like the skeletal remains of Angerus there, supposedly. Yeah. Are you all right? No, you sunk my battleship. You son of a bitch. <laughs> you sent my sort of uh, chant mm-hmm. they have. It's a, it's a nice addition to it. Yeah. To the theme. Wow, that's cool. Sure is. You if you don't move. To do you if you don't move. <laughs> he should go fight King That's what he's intending to do. Did you get splashed? <laughs> so where did Mothra go? I think they're further out, I believe, than from from what they were from where they originally descended. Well, yeah. I'd like to find out myself. quote and part of the whole <laughs> line there. Why can't go fight? 
Just want to duke it out. Snap, 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 here goes the anchor lessons. All the chocolate in the world. I own Godiva now. All the chocolate in the world. <laughs> Why do you say that? Because he's goofy. Try trying to one up your dad and goofiness. <laughs> you could never come and say it. Trying to one up the compliments. Must be raining here. Bad Dunkin' Donuts didn't have like special Godzilla themed donuts <laughs> with atomic goo inside. It's like, okay, guys, we put you in this movie. What are you, what are you gonna give us in return? <laughs> Coffee? <laughs> Coffee? That's boring stuff. Boring stuff. I used to like them, then that now they got a monopoly on everything. I've only bought a couple things from them so far. Well, they bought lids, and, and lids used to have like real cool retro designs stuff. Mm -hmm. Well, that's not a thing anymore, really. Here we go for part two or three. Gonna get saved at the last second. That's a trope they've used, I think, a little one too many times here. <laughs> now you get the Godzilla 98 howl. So if you love this movie, you have to love Godzilla. <laughs> <laughs> 
That's okay. Fenway can be destroyed. Boston's not in the playoffs this year. <laughs> well, Twins are facing the Yankees in game two t- tonight. Darn Brewers shot themselves in the foot. Um, right now, Yankees are leading uh, so far 1-0. We'll have to see how this goes for tonight. Whiskey's actually healthier for you in certain ways than orange juices. <laughs> really? Yeah, I'm not. I'm not lying. In what ways? There are certain antioxidants that can help fight colds better than orange juice. It can help prevent certain types of cancers. It can help prevent dementia. It can help prevent uh, stroke. It can help with memory. So I've been. Taking a shot of whiskey. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I do have some uh, little mini cans of Coca-Cola so I can mix it up with some uh, bullet bourbon whiskey. That's a really good combination. I got Crown Royal. I like Crown Royal. (laughs) I need to do some single malt malt, uh, Scotch that I have. I've never tried scotch. I can't remember the taste. It's been a few years since I've last had it. Face is immediately plastered in the building. You can make fun of Kevin all you want, but without him, Pandora would have been dead right here. I don't know if that was really Kevin. I do like this fight, but we don't see enough of it. Mm-hmm. She's fighting Rodan. She doesn't die with Rodan. Uh. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Why 
I do lose her. <laughs> this happens every time you're in charge. <laughs> you're a bad parent, you know that? This is why she should have been with me in the first place. <laughs> Did you drug her? No. Well, you should have. Oh, she would have stayed put that way. It's all in one piece. That's the thing, though, too, about this movie. There may be a little bit more monster action, but it pulls away an awful lot from it. Okay, I will. <laughs> you just see the look on Godzilla's face. He's like, oh, snap. Yeah. Godzilla's like, oh, snap. Ghidorah just got charged up here. Is that even possible, though? What do you mean? Like, for Ghidorah to just, you know, eat um, all those Transformers there, and then all of a sudden be able to transfer that energy just out willy-nilly. Probably could. I mean, nothing's, nothing's impossible. In this universe, anyways. here too they finally give her like a halfway decent weapon too yeah well at least in, in a lot of uh, uh in some good length uh appendages too whereas in the uh the original mothras and stuff they just have them they just kind of shorthanded her with really Short appendages. Yeah, yeah. Over here. funny is it's like oh my hernia (laughs) 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 (laughs)
also like this. You don't really see this a whole lot. Yeah. I kind of have to giggle a little bit, though, too, because there's just something a little bit funny about him burning up on re-entry. didn't see that coming me well pretty much you 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 of course wouldn't know (laughs) well and the trailers sort of basically showed it I wonder if the way that they did this for Ghidorah trying to suck the energy out I wonder if they got inspired by the the anime well um, there was also the um, because did did he
So take a look at this closely when he does his pulse. Yeah. And I found this out, well, like uh, a month or so ago that there's a pattern or resemblance of Mothra when he does his pulse. See you right there. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's like I didn't notice that until like a month ago when I watched a, a YouTube video. The thing is, like, though, Mothra pretty- didn't transfer any power to him. Yeah, she did. You know, when she got destroyed by Ghidorah there, and then all the, uh, like the light and dust oh, fall onto Godzilla. Okay. Yeah. And then, of course, you hear the Mothra voice there on that last one. Yeah. Hard to believe we're right at the end of the movie here. Every time we do these commentaries, these movies seem like they run faster than what they do otherwise. Yeah. Not saying that's a good or a bad thing. It's just how it is. (laughs) Bruce? (laughs) Was that necessary, Godzilla? Yes, yes it is. Just being silly. Like the length of the head and neck there was actually changing. behemoth and I think that's Skilla and of course you got your Mudo Mudo I think that's supposed to be Mudo Prime Mudo. 
be funny if one of them actually slipped into <laughs> the Osprey. <laughs> and that's basically it, the movie right there. And of course, you got maybe a little bit of the credits, and and then you got the uh, the uh, the extra end credits scene. Yeah, with Jonah finding that other head. Yeah. That was fun. You like that? Yeah. What? How can they do all those battles? They animate them, and it takes time. So, with all that, what are you thinking? Uh, are you asking me or Lincoln? I'm asking you. Um, yeah, I think my opinion towards the movie still hasn't really changed much, although... While we were talking during uh, the watching you here, bring I, it back up. What's that? You gonna bring us back up on the camera? Ah, yes, yes. Um, there we go. Um, as far as um, my opinion hasn't really changed much, but during uh, us talking during the film here, uh, I know there's some little bits and parts that um, yeah I can see a little bit of some of the pandering like what you have mentioned earlier um, but yeah my my uh, opinion towards the movie hasn't really changed much at all uh, since the last time I've seen it uh, about a few months ago mm-hmm. so yeah not, not much not much at all yeah, I mean, I still think it's an incredibly entertaining movie. Um, I still think, though, they pull away from a lot of the kaiju action scenes way too often, though. Um, I started noticing more and more, too. Uh, it almost seems to me like some of the CG effects maybe not quite as um, good as the 2014 film. It seems like certain shots aren't blended well or colored well. Um it almost seems to me like certain shots just don't look as good as what they did in 2014 uh, or even elsewhere in the film. Um, But with that being said, I still think it's a very entertaining film, uh, but it definitely has flaws uh, to it. But this is a movie, I mean, this is, I think the fourth or fifth time I've watched it since it's been on Blu-ray, it's the one movie I've watched uh, more than any other movie over the last, what, month, month, whenever this came out. So um, I do like it. It is entertaining. Uh, But like I said earlier, there are certain things about it that I wish it would have maintained from 2014 that it unfortunately didn't. Mm -hmm. Um, But still, uh, this is a movie I'm going to watch rather frequently it is uh it's it's fun and 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 i've always said if a movie's fun then it succeeds and this is fun and on that level it succeeds Uh, but at the same time though too um it deviates again quite a bit from the 2014 film which i love an awful lot so um but yeah 
I still think mm-hmm. it's enjoyable. Definitely enjoyable. Yeah. Uh, selling Blu-ray there for a week or two when it initially came out. So that's good. That's good. Yep. Indeed. And so All right. that, um, we're going to close this commentary out. We'll keep everybody posted as far as what we may do uh, for the first part of November. And um, should we get back into the regular uh, podcasts this time since we've already done two tom- uh, commentaries in a row? I thought we did three in a row. Uh, no. I think we did three. No, I don't think so. Because I, um, if we check uh, YouTube, oh, well, it doesn't matter. But um, yeah, oh, yeah. Let's uh, do Godzilla versus Destroya um, mm. next time. Then we'll all right, figure out the date. Sure. And uh, just to let all of you know, um, you can uh, follow us and subscribe to us on these uh, channels and podcasts, uh, streaming networks. Of course, we're on Apple Podcasts, which is formerly iTunes. They're changing their name and everything. Google Play, iHeart, Spotify, and TuneIn. And then as far as streaming networks, YouTube, Twitch, uh, DLive, and Periscope. And you can also like and subscribe to us here on YouTube or any of the streaming network platforms that we're on, as well as follow us on the social networks and find us over at daikaijunetwork.com there. So, yeah, um, other than that. um, Thanks for joining us and have a healthy obsession with Kaiju. Definitely. And we will all let you know of what we're going to be doing next uh, sometime down the road. So, well, we're doing Godzilla vs. Destroy. We said that. <laughs> but, uh, yeah. Say bye bye to the people, Lincoln. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, we'll see, see you all next month. Take care, everyone.